police are being scapegoated, particularly when you don't take into consideration the fact that we have people who are doing a great job, a phenomenal job, dedicated, and they're not getting the support that they necessarily need. It will be my absolute honor and discharge of my duty, right, to get out front to say our officers did a phenomenal job. Unfortunately, someone lost their life, but when they do something wrong, we hold them accountable as well. And you have to be out front to not only deal with the actual violent crime, but you also have to get out front and manage the negative PR. Andrew Jones wants to be mayor of St. Louis. He's not alone in that. There are four candidates in the mayor's race, and all four of them will join us this week for one-on-one interviews. We hope getting to know each of them will help you make up your mind on who to support. Remember, thanks to Prop D, you can now vote for as many as you'd like in round one. That's on March 2nd. The top two vote-getters advance to the runoff in April. And the first candidate to join us for his close-up is also the first candidate to respond to our request for an interview. That is Andrew Jones. Andrew, welcome. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me. So, Andrew, you're the only candidate in this mayoral race who's never held elected office. Why should St. Louis voters trust you with their city? Well, I believe uh, history with politicians has certainly been, for the last 70 years, deplorable. And I'm an outsider, a regular citizen, who's not an avid reader of history, and read Aristotle, who said, suggested that citizens have a responsibility to participate and to help if they feel that they have the skill set to help. And I know that the city was in a bad position. I know I have the skill set, education, experience, executive-level experience, work with businesses, through all the areas and categories that you can think of that needs to turn the city around. And so if I'm so endowed, that's my responsibility, and I'm taking the challenge to try to help the city that I love, I live here, and I just want to see the city do better, and that's my, that's my contribution. Hmm. Well, Andrew, you're also the only Republican in this race, and this is in a city where more than 80 percent of voters opted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Are city voters wrong to just write off Republicans? Well, I believe when, uh, Proposition D made us, uh, made us all nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. So I think right, right now, um, and, and, and I wouldn't say it's something negative associated with it, but right now we all come in and our, our platforms are what is supposed to speak for us. And what I'm suggesting for any and everyone is that they read the platform. But if you look at the last time I ran, I ran with very short notice, wanted to get in to try to help the city. I chose the Republican Party because it's more fit and was more in line with my fundamental philosophies, a fundamental philosophy that helps everyone across the board. And there's certainly nothing to be ashamed about relative to it, but certainly we should be looking at the fact that this is nonpartisan. And even though I lost, I did something phenomenal. I went from a standard average of maybe 4% of people voting for Republican, a a default type of mechanism, Mm -hmm. to getting right a little bit over 17%. That means it resonated with some people, and we're saying it's going to resonate even more this time. So you said you got in with very short notice last time. Was there some issue where you just felt compelled to heed Aristotle's call? I got to get in this thing. Well, I, I think when you look at the, uh, the, the information that's being distributed about the city of St. Louis, everything has been negative. The overwhelming majority of it has been negative. We talk about violent crime, which is number one on my platform, which is absolutely taking over the city. It prohibits us to do economic development, community development, business development. 
workforce development, you name it, we can't do it because of this mindset. And it seems that we, we're constantly running into malfeasance, shortfalls in budgeting, things of that nature. Anytime anyone, a layperson, looks at this and they are concerned, it certainly makes a person like myself absolutely concerned. And that's the reason I was driven to do it. Hmm. So crime was your big issue when you ran last time. What grade would you give Mayor Cruson for how she's handled that issue? Well, it certainly wouldn't be a passing grade. It would be a failing grade hmm. because what I submit to you and everyone else who's listening is that the problem of the violent crime, as I mentioned last time, and no one took action in this category, 80 percent of the violent homicides that happen in the city of St. Louis is committed by a very, very small segment of this society that participate in narcotics, drugs, and gangs. Our police do a phenomenal job. They know who these people are. But as the old saying goes, a fish rots from the head down. Leadership has been absent. We have the skill set to apprehend and capture these criminals. And they're criminals. And they're holding people in, in certain neighborhoods hostage. They can't go out and be free citizens. And something needs to be done about it with leadership allowing our professionals and the men and women in blue to get out, apprehend these criminals, and we can move forward so we can take care of the other aspects that will make us a signing example for the rest of the city. When you talk about uh, these guys being known to the police department and how this is a small group of guys who are are causing all this mayhem, um, that actually reminds me of Police Chief John Hayden's strategy for this. He said he was going to go in Hayden's Triangle. This was going to be his big area of focus, and he was going to flood the zone, so to speak. How would you do this differently? The difference would be that we would actually do it. We, it will not be lip service. And forgive me for somewhat smiling because we'll have some who will say that they will do certain things, but even Hayden, and pardon the pun, his hands are handcuffed. He's handcuffed because the direction comes from the mayor. Mm-hmm. And if there are political issues that they don't want to get out in front because, for instance, if they say that they go out and apprehend a criminal who's violent, and it escalates up to the point where this criminal may end up losing, losing their life and trying to apprehend them. They don't want to be involved with it because it wouldn't be politically expedient for them. But we're saying that we're going to hold everyone accountable under my administration. And if something escalates and everyone operates through policy, I'll be the type of uh, person, and I certainly do my background, it will be my absolute honor and discharge of my duty, right, to get out front to say our officers did a phenomenal job Unfortunately, someone lost their life. But when they do something wrong, we hold them accountable as well. And you have to be out front to not only deal with the actual violent crime, but you also have to get out front and manage the negative PR that's associated with the city. And just like Centene, CEO, said that he wouldn't do the second phase because he can't bring in talent because people are afraid of the violence here in St. Louis. That is the hallmark to let you know, the clarion call to let you know that we have to do something about it and leadership has to be the one that pulls the trigger. So from 2009 to 2019, the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department was responsible for more killings per capita than any of the other 100 largest police departments in the nation. Do you really feel like the problem is, is that they're being held back, that that, that they're hamstrung? Oh, absolutely. Again, statistics are a phenomenal thing. I am a quant guy. I have an MBA from Washington University, so I certainly look at the data and analyze the data. But there's something even more deeper. It, it could be the criminality of the people who are randomly shooting, killing children. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we take into account of that? The lady on 170 
who was killed by a stray bullet with people shooting backwards and forwards, that means that the police are involved with high criminality that can escalate up to the point where they end up having to take the life of that person. That doesn't mean the police are wrong. That doesn't mean they're right. That means you analyze it. And so far, what I've looked at with the data, and I'm a layperson, I haven't seen anyone who has to go to jail because they did anything outside of the realm of following policy and their training. What you have are the people who will demure, cower, and not support the police when they do the right thing. And I would say that some even misread the data and don't have a full understanding and comprehension of what's going on with it. So you're less worried about those police shootings. Um, you're more worried, hey, these officers aren't being supported. They they might feel like they can't take the steps they need to take because the city's political will isn't with them in the Cruson administration. Is, is that fair to say? I think you're absolutely on point. And I think if, even if I want to expand it more, I think we need to champion those who are out here doing a phenomenal job. And we must also highlight the fact that I believe, and I think the data shows it, I just think the qualitative information shows it, that the police are being scapegoated, particularly if you don't take into consideration the fact that we have people who are doing a great job, a phenomenal job, dedicated, and they're not getting the support that they necessarily need to move the city forward. And we have a whole group of people within the city of St. Louis who suffer because of the acts of these violent criminals, and no one's really doing anything proactively to curtail that violence to those neighborhoods where people are being held hostage. Would you keep Public Safety Director Jimmy Edwards, presuming he would be willing to stay on in a Mayor Andrew Jones administration, would you want him to stay on as Public Safety Director? What I would like is to do and do and conduct a thorough analysis of all personnel. Again, we just can't do willy-nilly knee-jerk reactions to anything. I think it's absolutely the responsibility of who's ever in charge at, at whatever level is to have all the pertinent data in so that you can make a well-informed decision. So for me to say that I would just randomly just fire someone because and I don't have the information, I think that's irresponsible on my part. We certainly will conduct the analysis. It's not that difficult. You just have to have the will to do so. So there's a big question right now I think a lot of mayoral candidates are, are grappling with, and that question is, um, should we continue to throw a lot of money at policing the city versus the root causes of some of these, uh, you know, people who end up in the life, people where, you know, they're not able to get a good education, they can't get a good job? Is it fair to say you would like to see us continue to put that money into policing, that, that that's essential? No, I, I, what I would say, I would probably, um, uh, um, a fine line, uh, assess it because certainly we want the police to be funded at the adequate level that they're budgeted for. Mm -hmm. We certainly want it. If there's shortfalls, we certainly want to deal with that to a large degree. But to pin it on police or to uh, adjust financing, things of that nature, when it's not necessary, we shouldn't have to do that. The pursuit of this problem is almost like a triage scenario. The pursuit of this problem in the city of St. Louis is violent criminals associated with homicides and gangs and narcotics, drugs, not those who have unfortunate socioeconomic circumstances, mental illness, things of that nature. We can't afford to conflate those two disparate concepts because the one real driver is the homicides associated with those others, 80% of them. The numbers there show that that is a real target number. You get rid of those numbers, we can start working on building up all the rest of the most critical and just as critical 
subject matter that needs to be taken into consideration to move the city forward. Hmm. Do you support the efforts to try to close the workhouse? That's the city's medium security institution. There's been a lot of talk about closing it on the Board of Aldermen. A lot of talk. And last time I ran, we talked about the exact same thing. Nothing's been done. This is the political way. Nothing's been done. And then if it was that critical then and today, where's the data? Where are the surveys? Where's the engineering studies to show that the building should be condemned or it's inhabitable? We have a responsibility. I would have a responsibility as mayor to ensure that humane efforts are taken and taken into consideration to house detainees associated with the particular part of this system. Nothing has been delivered. I haven't seen anything about anything being condemned. But we want to they want us to take arbitrary decisions and just shoot it up against the wall and see if it sticks. I would have to be I would be remiss in my duties if I did not go and make a proper, comprehensive, thorough assessment of what's happening there before you can make a decision. Again, anything less than that, we're being irresponsible and I would be irresponsible. The school superintendent wants a charter school moratorium within city limits to say we've got enough charters here. We need to do what we can to support the public school system instead. Do you support that? What I support is choice for our students at this particular point in time. 18.5% of our students aren't testing above that level necessary in mathematics. They're not proficient. So we have to do what's ever best to ensure the viability of our young students. If that means more charter schools, we do the assessment. If it means vouchers to do something else, to go to parochial school, we do what's best for the children, not for personal uh, uh, interest, not for political interest. The children are number one, and that's the only thing that matters relative to my focus. We get our children prepared, get them educated, and as we shore up everything around it, certainly with funding, support, things of that nature for public schools, we don't neglect them, but we have to do job one. That's the children, and we can't afford to not have them move forward to be the best versions of themselves. We're talking today to Andrew Jones. He is one of four candidates for St. Louis mayor. The primary is on March 2nd. The top two will advance to a race in April. Andrew, I want to talk just briefly about your background. You grew up in East St. Louis. Uh, what was your childhood like? Uh, working class family. Uh, father distilled discipline. Mother instilled discipline. Um, wanted us to be, the again, I'll use the term it's again, wanted us to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about strong work ethics. Um, d- doing the things necessary to to move forward in school. Family was important. Being uh, ethical and moral is important. And those were the foundations that I still live by. I instill in my children, my grandchildren. And I think when you look at the accountability, responsibility part, that's what's driven me now to be in front of you on the air to talk about running for mayor because that level of responsibility and accountability extends out to every facet of my life. And I would prefer to be at home eating some Ted Drews, watching (laughs) television. But I'm out here fighting, stood outside to get all of my, just about 800 plus of my 1,170 signatures myself because I wanted to get a determination from the people on what they were talking about as I asked for them to sign the petition. So my background is littered with that. Um, as far as going to university, that was absolutely demanded for me. To, I got my bachelor's degree uh, from uh, Lincoln University, uh, math MBA from Washington University, and another master's degree from Western University. 
So I utilized the whole anchor institution system around um, in Missouri to get my education. And I've been in electric utility business for the entire part of my uh, career and moved up from washing cars at Ameren to now at Southwestern Electric, vice president of business development and, um, and marketing. And Andrew, I'm going to ask you three questions here because we have just a few minutes left. I'm going to ask you to keep these to very short answers. Uh, what to you is the best thing about St. Louis? The people and the infrastructure and the decency of people here in St. Louis. The overwhelming majority are decent people, law-abiding people, even the, on the north side of St. Louis where people try to disparage a lot of people there. The overwhelming majority just want to go about their daily lives. Hmm. What do you see as the worst thing about St. Louis? not paying attention to the real problems of the city of St. Louis, not being able to solve common sense types of problems like violent crime, which is committed by that very small group of people. And we have the professionals that can get the job done. Doing things like that frustrates me. So if you could sign an executive order on day one and make just one simple policy change, what would it be? Enable your people to do the work support the people when they're doing their work and be out front to make sure that no one is discriminated against because of our policy. This is equal across the board for no matter what your political beliefs are, whatever your beliefs are relative to your spouse or significant other. We're trying to maximize people's potential to be able to move forward and to be the best versions of themselves that it can be. So my thing is that we will enforce existing policies that do a phenomenal job But the thing is enforcement. We have to enforce it. So, Andrew, I'm curious. I know you live in the Botanical Heights neighborhood of the city, and it feels like a lot of people who've done as well in their career as you've done and and who, frankly, are willing to put that Republican label next to their name, they might well head out to the suburbs. What has kept you in the city and kept you invested in this place? Because of a level of a commitment. And the other thing is that I was a pretty pretty decent athlete. I'm Hmm. a competitive person real competitive person, and I've always liked to stand up for the underdog. I'm not leaving because others have a different position. I enjoy that they have a different position. That's the way we grow. But my position will be heard, and I won't run and and, and tuck tail because others have a position opposite of mine. I'm going to stay and fight to the end, and I'll teach everyone that having perseverance and stick-to-itiveness, not demurring, is not the way to go. But you stand strong if you believe in something and it's not hurting others. You keep pushing and you don't give in. That's my philosophy on life. And that's the, again, that's the reason I'm in this race. So I can raise the clarion call on what's happening because the city of St. Louis is already at a point of no return. And I would hate to see the city collapse because no one's doing things for the common sense rule of what needs to be done. You said we're at the point of no return um, in our just final seconds here, but we can still turn this thing around, right? Oh, absolutely, with the proper leadership, but you can't do it with the existing uh, uh, political body that it, that's been here for this whole time. When it's, when it's time to get votes, people start singing and making up all types of slogans and symbolism about what they're going to do. And then as soon as it's over, they go back to doing business as usual. Again, the, the street definition of, of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different outcome. I'm just asking that people will look at that Aristotle quote and get more involved 
hold people accountable because I'll get fired if I don't do my job. The only way that you change politicians is that you hold them accountable by voting them out of the office. And they are directly connected to everything that's happening to the city right now. And on that note, Andrew, I want to um, thank you so much for joining us today. We're out of time. But Andrew Jones, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And the St. Louis mayoral primary is March 2nd. You can find out more about Andrew Jones at andrewjonesformayor.com. And join us this week as we talk to the other three candidates wanting to become mayor of St. Louis. That in- includes Treasurer Tashara Jones tomorrow. We do want to re- mention, um, I referred to Hayden's triangle. I should have said Hayden's rectangle. I apologize for that air. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.